catch a vibe with Big Hass, only on Pulse, Pulse 95. That is right. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And peace, love, and blessings. Welcome to another episode of Catch a Vibe with me, Big Hass. Catch a Vibe airs every Saturday and Sunday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. right here on this beautiful station, Pulse 95 Radio. And man, oh man, I want to say thank you to everybody. It's actually our 52nd episode. Um, thank you to all the music enthusiasts, the singers, the songwriters, the musicians uh, that blessed me with their time. Um, I always say that uh, this is a show that, uh, that humanizes uh, artists and people and musicians and music enthusiasts, and we get to know them. Um, today's show is truly special because it's the first time um, on the show that we get like somebody who who teaches music in a way. Um, but before I even introduce him, I want to say thank you to music because it's through music that I got acquainted with this human being. Um, and if you guys remember about a couple of weeks ago or so, I played this beautiful rendition of Moltini, which means my homeland. And it was brought to you by the Performing Arts Program in collaboration with the Palestinian Culture Club at the American University of, um, of, of Sharjah that featured, you know, um, alumni, students, uh, faculty and staff. Um, and it's actually the performing arts program from the College of Arts and Sciences at AUS who produced the, this rendition of, of Maltini, which we all love this record and we're about to play it, of course. Um, the reason why I said that is because guess what? I actually have the assistant professor of music at American University of Sharjah, and I'm also the director of Arabic Music Ensemble, um, the one, the only Dr. Albert Aga with me. We're going to say Assalamu Alaikum. Alaikum Assalamu Rahmatullahi Barakatuh. My brother, I, I want to say thank you to you and thank you to AUS um, for, you know, just for being who you are. Straight off the top, this rendition of Mountainy that we're about to play um, in a bit again on the radio, tell me the whole process because. I played it over 10 times and I played it actually two times on the radio that day um, and I never done that with any record. Tell me how did the idea get sparked? Obviously, um, it's in solidarity with what's going on with our brothers and sisters in, in Gaza and Palestine. But tell me about the process because I cannot wait to hear the story behind it. Yeah, Moltini uh, just came along uh, just seeing the students, I mean, on campus, mm. the way they were feeling. Um, we're supposed to have concerts, so we have concerts every semester. We put on shows uh, for, for people to come and watch, and we canceled this year, or this semester mm. in particular, mainly because the, just the mood wasn't right to do any live performances. Mm. The students were not feeling it. Uh, so we decided to just do a video, a music video for Moltini, one of the most powerful songs, probably for um, whatever nationality you are, because Facts. people can, you know, relate to it. You relate to it, no matter what, no matter where you're from. And this song was written in 1934, so even before the Nakba uh, by Lebanese uh, uh, writers and musicians, and and it really captures uh, this idea of the homeland. Correct. Uh, which is a very special uh, concept for many people. And homeland is an idea that changes based on what you view as as the home. Your idea of home mm. kind of is a fluid idea. Uh, people have different conceptions of the home. Correct. Um, and the homeland is where that is, where your family is, where your memories are, mm. um, where yeah, you, you meet your first love, yes. or you, 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 know, you make... All these close relationships that you have, you have memories of areas of, of neighborhoods, and and so 
it's a very special concept and and you know the the video ended up gathering more than 400,000 hits it, right now it i mean de- it's it definitely um, went viral but be, even before um, that i want i want to kind of you guys how did you choose that right like motini uh so motini actually we did it a couple of years ago during covid uh, okay uh as one of those uh, videos with you know the squares on the screen oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and it was just a little group of people we just wanted to you know because we were sitting in the office we couldn't perform live we couldn't do anything on campus live so so we did motini uh, a small rendition of it um and then uh kind of brainstormed in the in the department what we need to do and um, and and I had a bunch of students that were great singers. Wow! We went to the studio and we just you know put the music together. We overlapped it. We overlapped the the, the voices uh, with the students. They you know we, we don't have a big recording studio at AOS. We're working on it. Bless you. Um, but um, and we just started recording uh, Moltini. Uh, you know I had to teach it to too many students that didn't know it. Mm. Um, of course, we had the Palestinian Cultural Club with yeah. us as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of those students were not singers, but they, they know the song very well. Of course. And Motini, of course, is uh, an anthem for Iraq. It is. A new anthem for Iraq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. 2002 yeah. Uh, or 2003, I think, it became a national anthem for Iraq, but it's also the unofficial anthem, anthem of Palestine. Palestine, Palestine. Yeah, correct. Um, so there's that aspect of it. And so a lot <laughs> of students were very supportive of that idea, I pitched it to the head of the Palestinian Cultural Club, and he said, "Yes, we will. We will come. We will be there." Um, and then we ended up having the girl with the thobe yeah. in the video yeah. by coincidence. Really? She just came looking like that. Oh wow! And she represented Palestine yeah. in the group. If you see, she was the only one that was dressed Correct. in the traditional uh, uh, Palestinian, Palestinian thobe. Yeah. Wow. How how emotional was it to to shoot this? It was not easy to, you know, it, it has, it had to be. So we had uh, Dr. Suhail Dahal from uh, yeah. the MCM, from the mm-hmm. film uh, professor, and he, and Dina Stevens, our social media coordinator, is also an amazing videographer. Yes, um, and they helped us with uh, choreographing um, the the video, uh, which all, of course we shot after we did the recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we overdubbed the recording. Um, and they helped. They had this vision of what if we do. Uh, Dr. Sohail said, "What if we do this Gaza with candles at the end and just mm. put it on the floor mm. and zoom out of it?" And that was that last shot. Um, so we, we filmed during the day. We filmed at night. It was a whole day. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's for me. Uh, it's, it's it's incredible. And I, I, you know, obviously, as assistant professor of music at AUS and as somebody who's really like, how proud are you? of everybody in this video. I mean, the students were amazing. I'm, I'm super proud. They're, they're really talented. I mean, we maybe you'll get to come to one of our concerts one day. Please, uh, you know, let's go. Hopefully coming up in the spring, yeah, we'll yeah. be able inshallah, to do something, inshallah. inshallah. Uh, we have choir, we have Western choir. Uh, we have a choir director. Uh, we have opera singer, soloist, piano players, oud players. Uh, so and we do Arabic and Western music. So we, uh, our students are pretty what I would call bimusical, uh, in the sense that they're able to do the Western and Middle Eastern repertoire. That's a big uh, talent, right uh, there. Big talent, and and some some people do one, yeah. either, and some people do both. 
Uh, but they're a talented group of students. I'm really proud of them. I mean, they, they did an amazing job. We had a couple of faculty members to sing with yes. us uh, in that I saw, video. I saw, obviously, faculty and, and the staff and, and, obviously, alumni as well. And, and alumni. Uh, and even the, produ- the, the uh, person that did helped us with the recording, the mastering, and, and uh, uh, Nadir Diyarbakirli, oh, the violinist, he was in the video, too. <laughs> uh, God bless him. He did oh, a God great bless. job, too, with the mix yeah. uh, afterwards. I mean, I mean, uh, for me, we're, we're about to hear this, but I wanted to start this, you know, chat with you because this is kind of my um, angle to get to know you as 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 as, as Albert, Doctor Albert. And for me, it's it's an honor, really, sitting sitting down with you. You guys, this human being is so talented; it's crazy. There's a lot of things that he has done um, and accomplished. Um, we're just kind of scratching the surface, but this is kind of my um, angle, how I got to know of him. And uh, this record is truly, truly special. Um, before I play this record, uh, w- when you heard this record for the first time and you saw the video, take me through your own emotions as, as Albert. Uh, so I heard this record like a thousand times yeah, by the time it was released, <laughs> obviously, because I was yeah. working on uh, the music and, and making sure everything but when it's was officially, good. But when, when it was officially out and you see the feedback of the people. When officially out, I started getting phone calls to my office from... Uh, faculty members on campus Bless. almost crying i mean a couple of people were like you know because they were dying to to express themselves and you know music is just such a powerful tool Facts. to bring out the emotions um and and people's emotions were really high yeah and so you know it was my wife was crying oh. uh she's brazilian shout she out doesn't to her understand the words but she under, she sees the emotionality she behind read the room the music mm. Um, and, uh, and in, you know, it was a moment where I realized, oh, wow, this is something really great. I'm glad we were able to do it and um, at least, you know, move people. Mm. Uh, and people are already emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, a, you know, an emotional time for a lot of people uh, on campus. But I'm going to um, say that you guys re- read, the, you, you, like, obviously, there are students. You're the assistant professor of music there. It felt like you're reading the room in, in, in a perfect way to, to express yourself in that way and it was so genuine and it went viral and a lot of people that you know some some people from Saudi Arabia also saw it from my page and were like what wow we know this record but we never heard it that that way mm-hmm. um, so I, I will say this to you uh, Dr. Albert th- there's an old Bedouin saying that says a human being with no impact has no life and I think Beautiful. you were able to impact so many with this you know obviously three-minute video and song mm-hmm. uh, there was so much passion into it and like you said people were already emotional um and i respect everyone that was in the video and that worked on this and um yeah we are about to hear it again on the on the on the radio yes um so so right now let's let's play this uh Maltini. it's a beautiful rendition you guys of Maltini, which means my homeland brought to you again the performing arts program from the college of arts and sciences at, at aus actually produced this rendition um and the, the man right here uh in the studio had a lot to do with it of course i want to shout out everybody the palestinian culture club of course and the, the vocalists, the instrumentals um, by AUS students, alumni and faculty um, and staff. So let's listen to this record and then we're going to dive deep into the world of Dr. Albert Aga, who actually plays Oud really well. So I can't wait. It's one of, it's my favorite instrument. So I'm, I'm excited. It's um, Catch a Vibe on Pulse95 Radio. Keep it locked. Do not go anywhere. Catch a Vibe with Big Hass only on Pulse. Pulse95. Pulse95 Pulse Radio. Uh, catch a vibe uh, right here uh, on Pulse95 Radio. I have with me Dr. Albert Aga, who is 
um, the assistant professor of music at American University of Sharjah and director of Arabic Music Ensemble. Um, Dr. Albert, we were talking off air and I was like, I'm going to play you a song. And he's like, by a Oud artist. And he's like, Clarissa Bitar. I was like, yep, that's actually her. You know Clarissa. Beautiful. Yes. And she's amazing. Yes. Um, very talented. And uh, you actually as well play the Oud. But listen, in the first segment, we talked about Maltini and we just heard it. Beautiful record. I want to start kind of from Ye- Albert. How did you get into what what you got into? How did you fall in love with music like back then? And t- tell me the story about what impacted you in music. Like why music? Why did you decide to become an assistant professor of music? And, and obviously impacted so many uh, people. And now you're teaching, obviously, students. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty long journey. I started playing music five six years old on the keyboard just by myself wow you know, i was born in dubai actually. okay okay um and then moved to back to syria and then you, eventually you're, you're, you're from up, syria yeah correct. Uh, originally my parents are from mm. syria yes uh and then ended up in the in the u.s uh at around the age of 14 in in middle school okay um and right uh when i went back to syria uh kind of dabbled with the idea of Oud and playing Oud and, oh, wow. um, and eventually I started uh, working with the Oud uh, with Simon Shaheen in the United States Simon um, Shaheen uh, yeah the Simon Shaheen the Oud player yeah um, and I met him in a music retreat and he really inspired me he was he's an incredible yeah. musician yeah uh, and I met a lot of his colleagues Bassam Saba uh, people from uh, of course Sharbet Rouhana yes Akshesh, uh, a lot of Rima people Akshesh, yes uh, so I met these guys in the U.S. What? as a teenager, oh, and I was wow. super inspired by them and their their musicianship. Um, of course, Bassam Saba, Allah mm. uh, passed away yeah. during COVID yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in Lebanon, and um, and the Arabic music retreat is a big scene in the United States for Arab musicians from all over the world. Uh, it's about 70, 80 people that get together for a week and go through intensive musical training in Arabic music. Arabic with Simon Shaheen and, and with all these great uh, professors. Uh, so that's when I started kind of getting serious about uh, wow. performance and met a lot of people. Then? Then. Wow. Yeah. Um, eventually, I, I... What would you went, say, sorry, what, what would you say yeah. was was it was it about that that impacted you in a way was like, oh, that's what I want to do? I, I just loved music since I was little. I mean, you know, with the started singing in high school in in Syria actually when I was in elementary school I started singing my tala'a which is these tala'a. guys that, that go yeah. around the country and sing in mahrajanat so I was doing musicals masrahiyat really? musical uh, and we recorded in Iza'a Tilfizion in Damascus we had like original composition so I was involved in music how old were you? Uh, I mean this was like 5th grade oh wow 6th grade uh <laughs> Anything that um, we can see online, that's amazing. I, I can't find them <laughs> back then. You know, this was like late, eight, late 80s, early Actually, 90s. Okay. Late 80s, early okay, 90s. Okay. Um, so in Syria, I was involved with, with singing okay. uh, mainly um, in, in schools. And schools were very active. Uh, Tala had a lot of activities yeah. with arts. And um, of w- course, would this you, was... Would you say, um, yeah. how did the, what role did the home play? Like, how was the house like? Uh, the is house, it music? yeah, I'm very musical. So my family's from Halab, Halab. Uh, and Halab is, is a very musical city yeah. in Syria. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I grew up listening to Sabah Fakhri, and, and my Bless. parents mm. uh, listened to all sorts of singers. You know, they, there's a saying that every neighborhood in Halab has singers in it. 
no matter where you go. That's <laughs> whether they're known truth. or not known, they're just it's just very music and the food, of course. Yes. So food and music is a very big love, part. Love that. Of, love that. Of the of the city. So so Halab is a, is a musical place, and I kind of grew up in that in that culture. Uh, like what kind of what what's the what was the music playing in the house? Uh, when you were growing up, uh, we had a lot of, uh, you know, Sabah Fakhri, Im Kaltoum, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, oh, wow. uh, you know, all the, the big giants, uh, Nur Muhannad, some of the oh, newer yeah. uh, singers, um, and, uh, you know, Muhammad Khairi. You know, we, there was a lot of good music Muhammad that was played. Um, so amazing. some of these legends, yeah, yeah, you know. Of course, uh, and I also would listen to, we'd go to Hammam, Hammam al Souq, which is. Yes. The, and they would have concerts there. You know, I'd be sitting with my dad, and they would have a group there singing um, together, men singing together. Sometimes ibtihalat diniya, yes, that yeah. are also combined with uh, the qudud halabiya. So oh. some of those melodies translate to the religious uh, of themes as well. How old were you in the in this vibe? Like, what, how old were you? Yeah, I mean, I was like eight, nine, nine wow. years old. Would so. you say, looking back at this, that impacted you, like the way? Of course, you are? yeah, of course. The the <laughs> musicality, the, 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 this exposure, constant exposure. Um, it definitely helps. Wow. Uh, it helps with the ear training, with the musicianship, and that's some of the things I talk about with my students. Is is how important it is to the have lucky students. I can tell you that you guys uh, are so lucky. He's. <laughs> in, I, I'm, I already sat with him for ten minutes. I, I wish I could take that class. But that, that, that's that's really amazing. Um, going back to obviously when you were in the in the U.S. So you were born here. Yes. Um, you yeah. were born in the U.S. in Dubai. Yeah. In Dubai. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, when did you go to the states? I went to the States in 1996. Okay. Uh, and I was in eighth grade. Okay. Eighth grade. Okay. Eighth grade. So middle school. So that was a complete cultural shock for me, of course. We, How was that? We used to visit the U.S. because my grandparents lived there. Uh, but eventually we immigrated to the United States for good. Mm. It was tough. Um, I played basketball when I was in Aleppo. What? With, with Nadi Jala. So I was part of the... We have a uh, lot of things in common. I'm telling you guys already. <laughs> Nadi Jala, professionally. Uh, uh, not professionally. No, yeah. no, no. As, as, as a kid. Okay, okay. In the, in the, you know, the club. <laughs> so, um, and so I loved basketball in the U.S. I kind of connected with... Uh, played like JV and eventually varsity uh, in the high school. So... Uh, what, what position? You look uh, like a shooting guard. Center. No, center. I mean center, but I wasn't... Yeah. Starting. Big guy. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> starting because a lot of guys that were better than me. Uh, uh, my level kind of dropped as soon as I got to the States because they were really good players. Yeah, there. man, it's like crazy uh, over there. But yeah, but so that's incredible. And then with music, I, I it's kind of made the transition to start more Western. So I joined the choir, took music theory courses, mm. and, and I went to a good high school there uh, while still listening to Um Kaltum as I was like eating my lunch by myself in school because I couldn't relate with anybody there that knew this music or <laughs> knew anything about it. So uh, at the same time, I was playing Oud at home and I was, you know... Was really was, was Oud the first instrument you kind of picked up? You fell uh, in love with? Yeah, I mean, I played piano a little yeah. bit when I was a kid, but wasn't trained officially on the piano. But Oud, uh, but Oud yeah. Oud. What was it about Oud? Uh, my mother really liked the Oud. She said, I want you to play this instrument. I love this Bless. instrument. <laughs> I love her. So I my love mother her. loves music and she's not a musician. Mm. She has a good voice, but she wanted me to learn Oud. And the first time I actually dabbled with the idea of Oud, I drew a Oud on a cardboard piece. Just drew it no and like way. just to like feel how that would be because I never played the string instrument. So I had like a Oud that was like made out of cardboard. And it was like, oh, this is what it would be like to just to play that. And before I got an Oud, and before Great. my parents got do, me Oud. Do you remember your first Oud? Uh, I do, yeah. <laughs> I got it ordered and, and no delivered way. to the U, uh, to the U.S. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. And it was it was like a 
broken and, and, and shipping and, and there were problems really? with it. It was cheaper. <laughs> but it was oh, good man. enough to start playing. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, That's, yeah. What What is it about the, the Oud, Dr. Albert, that makes it so special like that, like you're saying with your with your mom and... And for me, it's 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 my favorite. It and the Qanun for me mm-hmm. is this incredible instruments that every Arab we like feeling emotional. What is it about about this instrument? Yeah, the oud has it's a very old instrument. Of course, it goes back to you know uh, antiquity, uh, mm-hmm. you know probably of Persian origin yeah. in terms of the region uh, and developed over over centuries. Uh, the timbre is is really special for the oud. The tone, the sot, Correct. The, the color, quality of it. The quality of it's very unique, and that's unique to every instrument. But uh, the Arabs really took on the oud, yeah. uh, you know, it's and ours, <laughs> and, and and just yeah, and the Persians play it, yeah. Turkish play it. They yeah. have their own styles, uh, and especially in this part of the world, actually, the oud is a very yeah. big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 it's it's kind of the songwriter instrument of the Arab world. Love that you said that, uh, because in, in Saudi Arabia we have um, amazing musicians uh, like Talal Madah, yes. so rest in peace. And known if you play the oud. Um, and and you sing like you're you're lethal <laughs> right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it helps with the, most of the composers. You know, like they played Oud Riyad Sanbati. Yes. Ahmed Abdul Wahab played Oud. Yeah. Even the singers, like you'd see Im Kaltoum holding Oud, Sabah Fakhri holding Oud. So all of the, George Wasouf, all of these guys that like sing. It's, and, it's, it's nice uh, what you said. It's a songwriter uh, instrument. It's a songwriter instrument. Love it's, that. It's a singer's instrument, <laughs> uh, and it's very easy to compose. Of course, it's fretless, so it gives us the ability to do the microtonal maqamat. Uh, the maqamah that you might not found in oh, Western music as correct, well. Correct, correct. Um, and so it's more uh, akin to like a cello or, or a violin or a viola where you can actually play every single note in between. Whereas in a guitar, for example, or a piano, you're uh, limited to the frets. Correct. Uh, they're already measured for you. They're already all there. And you played what's called the well, well-tempered scale. You, um, you know what I just noticed, Dr. Albert? Something really interesting. This is just now. Like this is... While you're talking, I felt like there's definitely, this is kind of the first time I speak with, um, when you study music, right? There's a different, we all love music, but I never really had a conversation with somebody that teaches music that way. And even when you're talking about Daoud right now, I fell in love with this, what you're saying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just incredible. I'm sure the students feel the same way. And and if they're doing music and they want to get into music, for me, I'm I'm just a, a radio host at this point who loves music, but... But thank you for being no, you. No, but I mean, those things, you know, people wonder about. And yeah. They, they know there's something there. Like, they know there's a sound they're hearing. But even different. the articulation of uh, what you're saying. But to saying. articulate it. And then, and then when you articulate back to them, like, oh, okay. So that, that makes sense. There yeah. are there are notes that are between the black keys and the white keys <laughs> on the piano <laughs> that you guys play. Yeah. And those are the, what they call the exotic funky notes in the West. They would call them in the U.S. You know, like, oh, play that funky <laughs> Notes, man, it's it's a great. <laughs> what we what we call it in, in Arabic is rubah salt, salt, yeah, microtonal, yeah. which is what gives to some scales, not all of Arabic music, because like some some part of Arabic Correct. music use those scales, like bayati or rust or these like I, scales that have it's, it. It's 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 insane that we're still scratching the surface, and it, there's so much knowledge already. Um, I want to I want to take a, a definitely a short break, but I want to hear you play the oud if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. um, uh, and then obviously I want to ask you um, in the next segment about how how did that transition happen? How did you become a professor, assistant professor? How, how did this whole happen? Um, so I want you to grab your your your, your oud. Um, we have, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with us um, uh, Dr. Albert Aga, who is the assistant professor of music at the American University of Sharjah and uh, the director of Arabic Music Ensemble. You can hear already the passion, obviously. Um, you know, oh, 
you got me. <laughs> uh, let me put that other mic on for you. Um, so, Dr. Albert, what, what are you going to perform for us right now? Um, I'm going to perform a piece uh, by Dr. Ali Jihad Rasi, who is my advisor. I know we were talking about him uh, mm-hmm. before we started the segment. He composed uh, a piece uh, called uh, Samai Nahawand. Samai is a, is a form of music, of instrumental music, and Nahawand is the scale name, the yeah. maqam name. Yeah. Um, so it's a piece that I like to play. I play the beginning of it because it's a pretty long piece and I can play the whole thing. Ah. Uh, so here's Samaya yeah, Nahawan yeah. by Dr. A.J. Rossi. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Albert Aga, uh, Assistant Professor of Music at AUS. Take it away. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, there's definitely a, a, a lot of emotions, obviously. When, um, but thank you for that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of needed to hear that. Yeah, uh, Dr. Rossi is a, is a really special person. He was my advisor for uh, my PhD dissertation. Mm. Um, and uh, he's just an inspiration. Uh, he, he wrote a book uh, on Tarab. Uh, he, he wrote the, a book on Tarab, yeah. The, called The Cultural and Artistry of Tarab, which wow. is the first English book that talks about the concept of Tarab, which is a very special concept to Arab culture. Of course. Uh, so It's the first English book. It's the first English book wow, to, to discuss Tarab. And, and his study talks about the culture you know, surrounding Im Kaltum, life, the, the golden era, the, yeah. the you know, 19... Yeah, uh, Allah. You know, in the mid-19... I miss, I miss this era. 
to be honest. Uh, it's a good era. <laughs> yeah, a lot mm. of special things happen. Mm. Uh, and so he talks about the nuances of Tarab, what evokes Tarab, the idea of Sultana, what that means. Um, and it's all in uh, English. What's the book and, called? Uh, the Culture and Artistry of Tarab. Amazing. Okay. Uh, by by A.J. Rossi, R-A-C-Y. Wow. Uh, check it out. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a great book. Great. Yeah. It, it, it's really amazing. I want to take a short break, but I want to put you on the spot, Dr. Albert. You ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just gave me the silence. No, but part of the show is I ask <laughs> the guest um, to play a song, obviously, in the break. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. You can play any record as long as it's clean. Um, you know, radio. So we played Moutini, obviously. Um, right now, what can we play? Any any song that comes to your mind. Uh, any song, Arabic or English? It doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, any, any record that you feel can play right now as part of a break between the two segments, we'll play it. <laughs> Even if it's long or are you going to play the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like what? What, 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 do you, what do you have in mind? Um, I mean, uh, Baid Annak, which is uh, one of my favorite Um Kaltoum songs. I mean, songs, uh, we can play like, I don't uh, know if we play all of it. It's <laughs> the whole <laughs> But let's play a bit of it. Sure. How, how about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what does the song mean to you? Why did you choose this song? Uh, it's it's a song that I that I used to listen to a lot before going to bed at night. Oh. Uh, not to, uh, I mean, I would fall asleep eventually, but uh, I just love the the lyrics, mm. the the changes in the modes with, within wow. it, uh, and it's a whole journey. Of course. Sometimes I would go for. A uh, few weeks of just a song. It's Listen. almost like this song is like a whole album, right? Correct. Because that's how long her songs are. Facts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, beautiful um, record. Uh, thank you so much for choosing. We're going to listen to a little bit of it. Uh, and I think this is the first time we play, obviously, this record on Pulse95 Radio. But, of course, we have a special guest with Dr. Albert Aga, who is the assistant professor of music at AUS, you guys, and the director of Arabic Music um, Ensemble. Do not go anywhere. We're going to be right back. Keep a pulse. Catch a vibe with Big Hass. Only on Pulse. Pulse 95. Catch a vibe. Yeah, Allah. Dr. Albert, we're listening to uh, the legendary Sabah Fakhri. What are your thoughts? Unbelievable singer. I mean, uh, I saw Sabah Fakhri... a oh. couple of times and he just takes off like an airplane <laughs> and then a rocket and then he reaches what, what, what's levels the, what's the dance called there's a the dance that he does I think there's someone has a name like he has a dance he has a dance it's a special Sabah yeah. Fakhri dance a lot oh, of okay. people try to yeah. try to copy it yeah <laughs> it's, it's amazing uh, it, it's, 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 it's pretty amazing it's traditional dancing mm. uh, Syrian dancing uh but uh, what's amazing about Sabah Fakhri is his stamina because he would be able to sing like this for hours. <laughs> yeah, Allah. Um, you know, seven hours, eight hours, ten hours, mashallah. You know, he's on, he's on the world records yeah, yeah. for the longest. May he so rest uh, in peace, man. Like, yeah, Allah What a... What a um, where were you when he, when he passed away? Um, I was here. Ah. Yeah, I was and here. And like when you got the news. I was here on the news and my Instagram had a photo of me and him. Uh, together, he came oh, to the please. table we were sitting on. Uh, this was like uh, in Montreal. He no did a way. he did a concert in Montreal one time in 1998. So I was like in the U.S. for a couple of years at that wow. point. I was 18 years old, uh, and he came and, and sat sat with us on the table. Yeah, Allah. And that, that uh, must meant a lot, like for you. It right? was my birthday. What? And he said happy birthday to to me and took a picture with me. So I posted that picture and just said. Wow. 
well, you know what a legend it's, yeah. it's a big loss uh yeah for us he for, was for the world yeah yeah what a yeah what a guy and, oh man bless um we got dr albert ara uh, ladies and gentlemen right here uh, in the studio a incredible guy you human being seriously amazing um doctor i gotta ask you when when was the shift uh to obviously When did you decide to become like academically involved? Uh, how, how did that shift happen? I'm very interested in that. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I started, didn't start in academia uh, until after my undergraduate degree. So I did my undergraduate degree. I went to business and did finance and marketing mm. um, and then moved into the, the music academia What? after that as a grad student. Wow. Uh, so I had to kind of repeat everything. Uh, but as a professional musician, I started singing um, in uh, in in places in restaurants in Boston uh, just really? like in the nightclubs okay you know, okay, uh, okay you know they call it their nightclubs but it's, it's yeah. a restaurant yeah I sang at this place called La Elina uh, every Friday and Saturday night I would do like the popular pop songs uh, tut up songs really uh, to an Arab American crowd oh, uh, I'm sure they love so that. I did that for several years <laughs> uh, and, uh, and and you know and I did some weddings and and New Year's Eve and, and all these like events where so I now you're really luring me in what what was it that decided you decided to start going to the academic so uh, so then I actually uh, met some friends who are from uh, the Syrian conservatory in Damascus and they heard me and they saw my performance they said you know what you need to start working on this in an academic way in a professional academic way uh, learning all the, the the you know the tools and and tricks of music and i had already been performing but i never thought about it in an academic way so i shall, i thought i would give it a try and and i went to do my masters in music uh, which was a big challenge for Wait, me in the us in the us wow yeah yeah so i applied to 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 do, to do a masters in music uh, at northern illinois university mm. and the yeah. advisor there heard me and uh, saw that I didn't have a background in undergrad but she encouraged me to study music on my own so I went to Starbucks like every single morning that's crazy um, you know this was like 2008 2009 uh, in Illinois I was just going every morning and studying on my own music theory history just kind of like I really wanted to get into this program mm. um, and then eventually I passed this exam that they give to grad students graduate student in music so this is already like, pretty difficult to do advanced yeah uh, and so i was able to get into that program uh and start when you were getting um, into it did, did you did, you you loved it obviously that's why you wanted to get into it mm -hmm. or, or because of that suggestion like what what uh, made no, you want to i mean I, i the encouragement also i was also working as a marketing um person behind the desk all day i was working like with morgan stanley and like financial advising and Insane. all of that and i just didn't like it <laughs> my head was always in music like i couldn't wait until friday to go perform wow uh, so that's, that's why i wanted to get out yeah you were you were passionate inside yes yes about it and you felt you're in the wrong place i felt like i was didn't belong there i that i have a strength and i'm never gonna be Uh, good at what I'm doing if I'm not passionate about wow. it. Was so, that a hard decision for you um, to pursue? It was difficult. It was un, you know, unstable. I'm not sure how how it was gonna go afterwards. You know, music, arts in general is a very. Uh, you never know what's gonna happen. You mm. can make it. You, you know, don't make it. And um, so it's, it feels a bit weird to me asking this question for somebody who's teaching music right now and you know, assistant professor. But what did the family think? 
of all of this? Yeah, my uh, my family. So my parents are. I grew up with a single mother. My my parents were divorced uh, back when when I was in Syria, and then I I Bless went her. with my mother. Mm. So I grew up with my mother. She was the one that pushed me. She was always open for for it. You know, she knew I loved music. I used to perform at home all the time. You know, they they loved mm. hearing me and. Uh, I would sing Sabah Fafri songs yeah. and all and all of these <laughs> things. So she was supportive of it. Um, nobody discouraged me. Nobody in my family was against the wow. idea of, of doing music. And 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 what are, what do they think now? Like obviously you're. Uh, they're very proud. You know, after NIU, I ended up applying for the PhD program at uh, UCLA, and I got in. Um, they liked they, they liked my work. They liked my musicianship, uh, and I had the experience at NIU of directing ensembles because part of the job of a grad student is to learn how to teach. Mm. So it's called music pedagogy. So you learn how to teach music as well. So you take class on teaching music. On teaching music. On directing music. I love that. Um, and so I learned that at NIU and I, uh, and you know, that was something that I could uh, bring to the future as, a, as an educator. You so, know, um, I remember this chat I had one time with a comedian. His name is, um, his name is G- uh, Fluffy. You know Fluffy? No. His, his name, yeah, his Fluffy is Fluffy. a stand-up comedian. Okay. And he was in Saudi one time. And I love um, the name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's a big-time comedian. And um, they gave me supposedly with him uh, on the on the. He was coming in and they gave him three minutes to talk to me. But his manager told me that he's really jet lagged and you have only one question to ask. And like I don't know what to ask. Cause I said, I'm gonna ask him a question where he's forced to really give me more than three minutes or 20 seconds. Sorry, that time. So I said to him, Fluffy. What is the difference between a stand-up comedian and a funny guy? It's like, I got him with that question. And I swear to God, Dr. Albert, he looked at me. He looked at me with that. And he's like, the amount of money we get paid. <laughs> and then that's it. And I was like, that's yeah. true. Yeah. You know? And when you were talking about, obviously, teaching music, what were some of the challenges that you faced as somebody who is like, teaching how to teach, learning how to teach music? Yeah. Take me through some of the. Uh, challenges. Yeah, I mean, some of the challenges were uh, in the region I was in, the United States. Mm. I wasn't teaching music, Arabic music, in the Arab world. So I have to convey a musical Ooh. culture and musical vocabulary that are completely new uh, to music students that are very well versed in jazz and Correct. Uh, popular music and classical Western music. And they're great musicians, but uh, it's very hard to convey the emotions behind our scales. But you had, like, obviously non-Arabs l- learning. The, uh, I had non-Arabs learning, uh, and, and that's challenging. It's, <laughs> it's, it's difficult to convey that. Uh, so, you know, picking the right repertoire, like, we couldn't do really up, deep up songs that wouldn't work there. Mm-hmm. So when I came to, to the UAE after I finished my PhD, I was super excited because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm with the Arab students now. They're like, <laughs> they, they have this in the heart. You know, they grew up with this. Facts. So, which was exciting, which is why we're doing such great work mm. uh, at AUS right yeah, now. Yeah. Well, we're definitely going to talk about AUS, but um, b- b- going back to that period, I think it's interesting that you you taught, obviously, you learned how to teach music in, 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 the, in the U.S. If we want to kind of take one challenge and kind of dissect it and talk about it, what would it be? Was it, was it that? Was it like the terminologies? The, how would people understand our culture? Uh, for for an Arabic music educator, yeah. that, that's a challenge. But for a music educator in general, uh, you have the challenges of uh, trying to fit in um, the right repertoire and genres for the students. You know, does the student what what is what's their level of playing? And it's you know th- there's different types of music educations. There's mm-hmm. people that focus on uh, performance. 
people that focus on musicology and history, which is what I ended up doing more as a mm. PhD student. Uh, so uh, the and then there, of course there's like technology in music. You can learn how to do music production and engineering and, yeah. and become a producer. Uh, there's jazz. There is popular music. Yeah. Um, so it's a very wide range of uh, uh, of, of professions within the music education mm. field within academia in general. Wow. Um, Out of all these years, um, and again, we still have one more segment to go, but what would you say music taught you? Talk to Albert. Music taught me how to, to be persistent. Uh, nice. To be patient and persistent to... And know that you can achieve something, no matter how difficult it does. It seems in the beginning. Uh, to to take an example, there were there would be pieces that I was like, I'm never going to be able to do this or memorize this or play this. But then there's just something in me that like I cannot stop until this thing gets done. Mm. And I got to learn this piece by heart because I got to perform it in front of people, and I need to to really master it. And so this is the thing that you try to bring to students that are learning music, that, oh. that, that you have to work diligently, you have to work hard every day at your craft uh, to, to be able to perfect it. It's not enough for it to be at 100%, it needs to be at 200%. Because mm. when you get on stage, it's a whole different scene. You know, people are watching you, people are, uh, so, uh, and that's the, I think, some of the things that we, we bring in from, from Academic music yeah. is this discipline, is this idea discipline. of getting uh, Now, that's, um, that's a word I really, I think, miss right now. Um, just to tell you what I deal with sometimes, um, I had a friend of mine who's a musician. Um, he told me, I'm going to do a 30-second jingle and put it on TikTok. And if it got viral, I'll do the song. I'm like, don't you get it backwards? Like, this not the way you do it. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm going to do like 20, 30 seconds of the song. Mm-hmm. If this got viral, then I will proceed in finishing the record. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Well, what are your thoughts on 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 AI? Oh, that's like, a whole. I mean, we can get. We, there's going to be another episode about uh, if we're going to talk about uh, music uh, criticism yeah. and, and and critical thinking when mm. it talks to uh, about music. But I mean, it, things are changing now. Things um, are. AI is is a disruptor for sure for the creative industry and music is one of them for sure do, do your students um, ask you about that like i'm sure they're like you know yeah we talked <laughs> about it and one uh, one semester i had a beautiful conversation with my students about ai uh when we were talking about composers like there was a, the software that was able to do an an orchestra piece yeah that sounded like an orchestral performance but it was ai composed and they experimented where they actually put the piece in front of people to listen to it and put a a regular, like just a real composer, and people couldn't tell. In <laughs> fact, some people liked the AI composition more, which was scary. Yeah. And so I asked him, what do you guys think about that? And one student had a beautiful answer for all of this. And she said, you know what matters at the end of the day is that a human composed it, and that's what we would value, <laughs> rather than mm. the perfection itself. Wow, the perspective, her perspective, uh, interesting. And that stuck in my mind, like, you know what? That's true. The fact that it's actually humanly composed, mm. organic. Yeah. So maybe in the future we would have this idea, you know, like we have it with food, for example, yeah. where something that is organically com- composed or organically produced just has more weight and more value to it 
Um, Interesting. Because because it's uh, because of its imperfection. Yeah. Um, are, are these the sort of like? Are you obviously conversating uh, always with your with your students? Is that, yeah, I mean, is that... we we talk about philosophical yeah. concepts with music. <laughs> uh, and they, they come that must into be play. Cool. I try to get them to think about mm-hmm. music in a different way. They so they take this class thinking, oh, I'm going to learn like Arabic music, or I'm gonna, like, no, you're going to learn how to think and talk about music, <sighs> uh, and become a thinker through those things. And so you have. It's sort of a dialectic oh, man. about the process Yo, of Yo, take music. me back. I want, I want to be 18 again. This is incredible, <laughs> incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a short break. And actually, I want to play you a record uh, that I want you to hear. It's by a Syrian-American uh, hip-hop artist, uh, Omar Fendim. Mm-hmm. And this record is called Finjan. And what, uh, mm-hmm. what Omar does is that he translates poetry from like Nizar Qabani from Arabic to English Beautiful. beautifully and building that bridge together um, between the West and the East. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's somebody that uh, impacted me uh, personally since 2005 and that's why I got into whatever I want to get into so we're talking about the impact you never know who's listening to you right now Dr. Albert and mm-hmm. goes like I want to I also want to teach music I want to mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. able to study music so um, we're going to take this short break with Omar Fendim and I'm going to be right back keep it locked on Pulse 95 Radio Catch a vibe with Big Hass only on Pulse Pulse 95. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back right here on uh, Pulse 95 Radio. Catch a vibe. Uh, it's a special show, uh, obviously, today. Um, really honored to have Dr. Albert uh, Aga, Assistant Professor of Music at the American University of Sharjah, Director of uh, Arabic Music Ensemble as well. But what a human being. I feel like we're just scratching the surface. We had this 20, 30-minute conversation. What a human being. What a professor. Your students are so lucky to have you. Um, I'm so... Um, I'm so proud as, as an Arab. I'm so proud that we have somebody uh, with your mind. I've already learned, uh, Dr. Albert, so much from you. And we're even scratching this. We're just having a conversation. We're not really getting deep, um, which is just insane for me. So I want to say thank you, man. Uh, of course. Seriously. Yes. Um, we, 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 we see you having the Oud again. Uh, what, what do you want to do for us right now? Uh, I'm going to do uh, some Qudud Halabiyya. With a little Mawal. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Dr. Albert Aga, assistant professor of music at American University of Sharjah, and just an amazing human being. Take it away. <laughs> Oh, 
حول مشتالك يا نور عيوني مشتالك يا نور عيوني مشتالك يا نور عيوني حتى نعيد الزمن الأول حتى نعيد الزمن الأول يلا تعالي كفاك تعالي يا مالي الشام يلا يا مالي طال المطال يا حلوة تعاني I love the clouds. No way. No way. I Look, I'm going to make a statement right now. This is definitely the best catch a vibe um, episode of her. 100%. Um, and, and look, I can back it up. I, I'm, 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 I'm from Saudi Arabia. I'm a proud Arab uh, you know, human being, man. And what, what you represent to me is two things. It's like a, when, you, when you talk about culture, when you talk about you know, how you... Our culture is so beautiful, man. It's so beautiful. It's, it's so deep, right? It's so deep, and you know this more than anybody. And what an amazing place to be! I mean, honestly, with all the different cultures around here, 100%. from the Arab world, hundred uh, percent. It's it's like it's it's a beautiful thing. You're I, just meeting everybody from all over the Arab worlds, and and I think you 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 see that with your students as well. Obviously, yes. the, the UAE is just this melting pot. We well. have a diverse body of students on campus. We have great, great leadership. Uh, Sheikh Abdul Qasmi, God bless her. Wait, she's, wait, she's is, wonderful. That's a big one. Uh, right. <laughs> You know, Sheikh is one of my heroes. Yes, like yes. seriously, uh, one of my heroes. And, and she loves the arts. She's very supportive yeah. of the arts. So, so it's it's great to be at AUS. I, I love it there. Oh man! Uh, and, and I love meeting all kinds of beautiful people in Dubai, in Sharjah, and UAE. Man, so we we yeah. we we we, uh, we love you, sir. Seriously, this is incredible. Uh, let's talk about AUS. How, how did that um, connection happen? Like how? How long you been now at AUS? So actually, AUS was my first gig after I finished my PhD. So wow. I went to UCLA. I, I did yeah. my dissertation UCLA. there. UCLA, amazing! Yeah. They got a good basketball program. <laughs> yes, they they do. <laughs> um, and uh, it was my first job right after I, I finished my dissertation. 2019, I finished in December. I came in January of 2020. Of course, COVID started in uh, in 2020, and, oh, uh, yeah. and it was a big change for me. Okay. Um, but it was an emotionally uh, challenging time, and it was like trying, you know, kind of tajruba sabe, you know. Mm. Obviously, it was a d- difficult. Uh, uh, so it's it's like your first first gig for first job. It was my first academic full time gig. Wow. Yeah, I did a little bit of uh, visiting uh, adjunct job. Adjunct professors usually are uh, they 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 teach a reduced amount uh, yeah. of loads. But uh, this was my first full time gig. Do you remember your first class? Uh, I do remember my first class. It was like ever. Yeah, I think it was the oud class. So I teach a oud class for like fifteen people. I gotta that... sign up for this. <laughs> you can come to the oud class, of course. <laughs> yes, um, and this is a oud class for complete beginners. So I, we have like engineering students. We have yeah. people that are in CAD, uh, architecture students, business students. They want to take an elective. So they come and take our oud class as an elective. Insane. Uh, because we don't have a major program yeah, yeah, yeah. at AUS. We have minors in music yeah. and theater. Yeah. We're working on establishing majors. So we have a lot of students that come from different backgrounds, which is also makes it, you know, 
challenging at times because but cool. they have to teach them everything from scratch and you know some people can't laoud is too big for them you yeah. know like they need to uh, some people drop out they can't i can't do it it's too difficult for me man i got to focus on my engineering stuff Crazy. so uh, and that was my first class and i was like wow this is going to be interesting i've never taught a group out class yeah. you know usually it's in- individual one on one so this is like 15 out students they sit down around the professor and they learn out and we give them out for the semester for for people who are listening in right now um and they don't know the AUS culture i i know that american university of sharjah has a culture that is uh, there's a certain culture uh, you know obviously i want you to to talk me through it based on obviously with with you know you're the assistant professor of music there mm-hmm. what what's the culture like um there one of the things that distinguish AUS is the strong core of liberal arts education so this is one of the things we really value um if you're an engineering student you get to take classes outside of your field if you are a business student take classes in arts and literature so you become well-rounded and this is how education was actually in antiquity they, they used to only take students that you know all the ulama and big people they would be like mathematics in, uh, you know music physics medicine they would be you know a well-rounded person and so this idea of the core liberal arts education is something we really value in the academic culture at the yeah, US yeah, yeah. and so the students get to, to engage in these creative endeavors <laughs> no matter what we have theater of course yeah, masrah yeah. and and we yeah. have a good theater program we just put on a a theater uh, a show called museum in baghdad which is this beautiful play about the iraq uh, war and establishing oh. a museum during the war and it then it flashes back to the 1920s during the british occupation this is a beautiful complex play that they and did obviously this all when you're talking obviously it makes total sense with with sheikh abdur allah himiya with with his highness dr sheikh sultan as well there's a lot of uh, um there's a lot of attention on culture like you know and and, yes. and, and and you know obviously Sharjah is the cultural capital of the UAE at one point the cultural capital of the Islamic region yes. um but how do you feel you're what, like what's your feeling that you're part of this like you're when we talk about now you know music and the US your name is there Dr mm-hmm, Albert mm-hmm, Al. mm-hmm. how do you feel you're being part of this it's really great to be part of this and and it's great to be part of an educator for arab youth arab students mm. uh this is something really close to me as an arab american that came back to this part of the world and just kind of i'm really proud at what you know i was shocked when i came here i came back here i was like wow this is an incredible place you know it's it things got so big the mm. cities got so big when i was here in the 80s yeah. sharjah was a little small small yeah. city yeah. um and and now it's this vibrant cultural capital and with with lots of people from around the world and um it's it's really cool to be part of this this ex- experience if somebody's really. listening to us right now and they're obviously they're about to choose whatever they want to get into and they're into music why would they choose AUS like kind of pitch it to me because i'm telling you if i'm choosing that i'm i'm, I'm signing with you doctor <laughs> like i'm signing there yeah. um no but seriously what what makes it um what makes it special because you guys for the past 45 minutes right now we've been talking to Dr. Albert Aga and we're like just getting to like I swear to god we're just scratching the surface and I fell in love with your mentality with your seriously the vibe the energy the the, the knowledge that you have so far that you've given me um 
only from this interview? How is it about like teaching a, a class? What would you tell these individuals that are thinking about it? Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the things also about the U.S. is the the body of faculty, incredible mm. faculty. Uh, we choose the best faculty from around the world Facts. to come and teach here. <laughs> we have some amazing uh, professors in all of their subjects, whether it's in music, theater, uh, engineering. Um, they all have degrees from the best universities around the world, and they bring that knowledge here, and they teach the way they learn. So they're bringing the level of education from the top universities around the world into AUS and creating that academic culture while they're teaching the classes. So it's pretty rigorous. Uh, a lot of AUS students would attest to that. Uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's a pretty strong program in, 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 all of, in all of the fields that we teach. Uh, so, you know, to come and, and you can be part of that with, with the music. We have a very serious, uh, even though it's a minor program, we teach music theory, uh, we teach music history, we teach applied lessons in piano, in our own performance, Arabic music, Western music, if you want to have the combination of both. And we're, uh, inshallah, we're working on actually establishing a performance center. Yeah, you uh, said and that. A, and a major can, program. Can we talk about that? or like? What, what, uh... Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's in the making. You know? It's in the making, uh, okay. It's still, it's still kind of, uh, you know, submitted proposal. We're, we're working on doing that. It's a big project. We requires infrastructure, of course, and... Uh, of course, and we would be one of the premier music uh, bachelors in music uh, programs. Of course, NYU Abu Dhabi is, yeah. is, is there, but uh, I think this is a ripe environment here to, to be doing that. Wow! Um, if someone would ask you this last question about what's your dream personally and what's your dream for AUS, so like as as Albert Ara, what's your dream? Uh, my dream is to just change the lives of, of as many students as I can going into the future. Uh, I do that every year. Uh, and I just continue doing that day to day, semester to semester. I love teaching. I'm passionate about teaching. Yeah. Um, it shows. Uh, I want to yeah. say thank you. You know, we have a saying in Arabic, mm-hmm. like, you know, respect the teacher. A teacher, you know, could have been a prophet. Like, that's what it kind of... Uh, translates too. So I thank you on behalf of all the students because it really yeah. makes a difference. It does. The care for the students is, is a really big thing uh, that we tend to focus on a lot. This individualized uh, study, individualized focus on the students. We focus on their well-being. We make sure. And this is one of the things about the creative outlets for, for arts is, is it allows the students to kind of vent out in a healthy way hmm. through their creative uh, spirit. Hmm. And everybody have a certain degree of creative spirit that they can use to 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 kind of um, you know just express themselves because people can't just uh, be just boxed in doing the same thing every day. Correct. Uh, in their own field, they need to they need to explore their creativity and, and get in touch with their inner, inner self. And isn't it amazing the university that you're you're studying at gives you this it, exactly <laughs> exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and and again you know uh, I'm a a bit ethnocentric when it comes to Arabic music uh, education. I'm actually writing a chapter now on uh, music education in the Arab in the Arab world, like how how Arab uh, music education and Western music education kind of um, it's it's called coloniality in music, basically the idea of colonialism in music education, mm. and so how how education itself yeah uh, kind of 
overshadowed all disciplines when it comes to the to the arts. Oof. And so now we think That's about strong. music theory from like a Western perspective. Yeah. But we don't really think about it, you know, from an Arab perspective, Arabic music perspective, Facts. or Indian music perspective. Yes. Uh, so uh, oh, I'm discussing God. this in uh, in a You guys discuss chapter. this in in class? No, no, no. This is a, just an external writing. chapter that I'm writing up as part of a book that discusses this concept from different. So we have person writing about this in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, person writing about this in in uh, in Southeast Asia. Oh wow. Just how. Uh, Western music education yeah, yeah. sort of overshadows, overshadows the music idioms of other cultures. Um, uh, it's incredible, and they, it's a very complicated and I deep know, concept I get, historically. I, I get um, it, but 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 the the the, the thought provoking out of the conversations we've had. I think there's like five, six, seven topics that we talked about today that I can kind of delve into. This is fascinating. I want to say Allah yahmik. Thank you so much. Uh, may God bless you. Uh, seriously, I want to say thank you for being who you are. I'm not setting you talk. Seriously, that's how I feel. Um, we've actually reached the end of our show, um, over exceed a little bit. But um, any last words you'd like to say uh, to anybody listening and all the AUS uh, students, your students, what do you tell them? <laughs> no, yeah, shout out to all my students. Uh, I love you guys. I'm super proud of you for doing Motini. And uh, it was it was a great project. Um, Thank you for having me on your show. I love the work you're doing, by Bless the way. It's, you, my it's amazing for me as a, an ethnomusicologist. I, I, I really appreciate someone ah. who, who brings this to the forefront yeah. and, and, and I bring, bring these lives to, uh, to discussion. You know, we were talking about the musicians yeah. you interview. Yeah. And it's such, a, such great work that you're doing. And, and listen, I, wanna, I definitely want to invite you on the show again. But this time, let's get some students involved. For uh, sure. Uh, let's see how we can do that. I kind of want to give you uh, a little bit of news. And I kind of took this decision now. Um, uh oh, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> yes. will actually be on rotation on Pulse 95 Radio. Oh, wow, okay. The rotation meaning, uh, it's not gonna only play on my show or whenever I want to. No, it's gonna, you could be driving at 3 30 a.m., you can hear it, or like 2 p.m. in a, it's gonna be on rotation, you guys. So you should Wonderful. be proud of yourself because, uh, this is an important record, and the way you guys did it was beautiful. So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Hazel. Here Thanks you go. For me. Um, where can people follow you? Like, if people want to follow you personally. Uh, Instagram, I have uh, Halabi Boy, my handle. Halabi H- Boy? Uh, <laughs> That's another episode right there. H A L A I Boy. H A L A B I Boy. Yeah. Halabi Boy. Okay. Can't spell. It's a little late. 100%. Yeah. No, but bless you. Definitely people will follow you there. And, you know, obviously you're teaching this, you know, Class classes at mm-hmm. um, uh, AUS. Uh, thank you so much. And um, we actually want to play it one more time, Maltani. Uh, I want to end the show with it because I think it's it's important uh, you know to play it again. Uh, an amazing rendition of Maltani, my homeland. Um, Dr. Albert Aga, thank you so much thank for you. your time and energy and life. Me. Um, peace. I love you guys. We'll catch you guys next week. Enjoy this amazing rendition. Um, peace and love as always, and truth. And, and, and righteousness uh, never, never dies. Um, thank you, uh, AUS, for doing what you're doing. And thank you for giving us, uh, giving students and Arab voices a platform um, to excel. Thank you, AUS, for having someone like Dr. Albert Aga uh, for me to inspire me personally. I always say this. I get rejuvenated from Catch a Vibe episodes. It's incredible. And today, definitely, I got the most rejuvenated. It's like a stamp of validity. That's how I see it, Dr. I, Albert. I love it. I love Ser- it. Seriously, that's how I see it. The fact that we're talking to a professor and, and in music like that, and we're vibing with each other, it's insane. Um, as you can see, I can't end the show. And this happens every time I love a human being. So that's why I'm going to say, <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
سلام